Welcome to Elemental Fun, a historical and cultural look of the elements of the periodic table. fun my name is grace and my name is cindy if i sound like i have allergies it's because i do <laughs> all the pollen in the air and in my nose mm. um this episode mm-hmm. is going to be on two crafty metals we're doing copper and nickel today. Nickel. We're going to start with copper and we'll talk a little bit about um, some popular things that we see all the time that are copper. And then we will also go into a little bit about nickel, although they kind of overlap a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot. Not just a little. Like most a of the lot. time. So mm-hmm. um, grab yourself a penny and get ready to <laughs> listen to this episode. Well, let's go. Money <laughs> in the bank right there. Woohoo. All right. Well, um, copper, so let's start with the name, uh, is from the Old English, Old English. 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 That's uh, Elmer Fudd and how he likes to talk. What English. And with the wife from Watman Sopelium Oz. It's very exciting. Yes, very exciting. They all found it. Uh, so the Romans, I think it was Romans, uh, uh, they found the metal in Cyprus, which is where... Um, it comes from Latin Cyp- Cyprium ores. Yeah, there is a t- mm-hmm. there is a strong tie from copper in Cyprus. I mm-hmm. found in my studies as well. Mm-hmm. That's where they, the main thing came from. So. My studies being like internet, but you know, <laughs> internet. But it was the first uh, metal ever to be worked by humans. So this is another one where it doesn't really have a, a founder person who discovered it yeah kind of thing well, i mean that the whole idea of the bronze age mm-hmm. when man started to make things and <laughs> you know well, things from the stone age to right the bronze, bronze age, age right we were crafting metal and metal alloys and the bronze is copper and and tin and tin mm-hmm. yeah or another alloy right Yep, alloy. So alloy is a mixture of, of two, of two yeah, or more things. Primarily yep. tin and it's mainly copper. It's, yeah. So the bronze, every time you hear about something being bronze, it is primarily copper and tin or another metal. Primarily tin, though. Sometimes nickel. Other. Yeah, there's a few. I mean, there's a lot of different, there's a lot of different alloys, as yeah. we'll talk about with both of these. Um, but for the main part, it, that's tin. And side note, if you haven't seen the, the Wallace and Gromit, new the caveman oh, uh, movie it? yeah it's about the bronze and welcome to the bronze age oh. and it takes the caveman out but it's actually all about soccer it's actually pretty fun. i was very confused at seeing those it's all about soccer because i was like wait mm-hmm. there's soccer and there's cavemen and I, yeah. I don't understand yeah it's pretty funny though well you gotta it's walls anyone and who, yeah, yeah anyone who the, anything by the creators of walls and gromit mm-hmm. is amazing it's true <laughs> and it's all stop action with the clay it's crazy uh, it's crazy it's crazy. I can't imagine how long it would take. I don't have patience. No, it's years. I made a Lego uh, stop go thing one time for extra credit. It was we did some. I think it was the Battle of Wounded Knee. I don't know. <laughs> That's a long time. Yeah, mm. but um, it was very choppy. They'd be like people, and then they'd be like twelve feet away on the next clip. It was not <laughs> very. <laughs> 
It was not a very well continuity crafted, continuity problems. But you know, it was pretty funny. That's good. And it was for extra credit, and I was fifteen, and I'm pretty sure I offended everyone. But you know, <laughs> I digress. Let's say, yeah. So, um, so I mean, everybody probably knows copper because of pennies. Yes. Right. Right. It's it was the um the most common of silver gold and copper so therefore the least valued because they're like yes. whatever yes they anyway. spent a lot of um um they they used copper for a lot of money i know we've talked about in our other episodes that you know mm-hmm. gold was used as a coinage and silver was used as coinage and even salt was used as coinage. <laughs> <laughs> but copper was the big one in fact they used it so much it actually lost its value and it was mm. henry the eighth he came to be known as Old Copper Nose. Oh, really? Yeah, because he introduced so much copper into oh. their money system. And he's the one with the Henry VIII, I am. Henry, Henry VIII, VIII, I am, I am. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> no. Interesting. Well, yes. good job, Henry. Yeah. Well, he, he's known for a lot of things. Mm. But... <laughs> He does have a song after him. You oh, know. he's got a, he's got mm. two Shakespeare plays after mm. him, and a whole lot of other things. I'm pretty sure the whole Tudors. Mm. Mm-hmm. Was after that, I don't know. Probably. Yeah. Um, we're not historians. No, obviously. not at all. <laughs> that was my least favorite subject. But it's um, really fun to go back and look at things now. It's interesting. Yeah. I really, I, really I enjoy more now. Enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all, all U.S. coins are now some kind of copper alloy, oh, yeah. including gunmetal. Good metal, all those copper in there. Not surprising. Yeah. Copper's using a lot of stuff. It is mm-hmm. the only red metal, though. Mm. Mm-hmm. And um, it's also been used a lot in coinage because of how malleable it is. Mm-hmm. It is true. Mm-hmm. They, uh, have you ever, um, if you've ever demolished a house, um, <laughs> you know. Just laugh. Just so, all right. Um, copper is used in electrical equipment. So mostly copper wiring. Like, that's all copper. And you can actually strip a house of copper and take the copper and then get paid for it. Yeah, well, which my husband tried to do, and it was a lot of work. Yeah. So we didn't get too much of it, but well, think you can. about all of modern technology and communication started with copper. It started with the telegraph. It started mm-hmm. in the 1800s, and they found out that copper is one of the metals that you can turn into a wire mm-hmm. and wire and that's how they were able to com- they created the telegraph which turned into the mm-hmm. telephone which turned mm-hmm. into you know it moved on and on and on and um one of the guys who first decided to use copper was a man who also i wish i wrote down his name i could probably find it in the book i can let you talk for a little bit and figure mm-hmm. it out but this guy um he wanted to have a different copper wire for each letter of the alphabet. And so mm-hmm. you'd like put electrical current down each wire and then oh. it would show up as like, A. Oh, R, wow. E. That's crazy. But he was a little crazy. He mm. also wanted to put someone on the end of each one of those to say the letter when they oh. got shocked. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you had me till there. <laughs> so All like, of a sudden he sounds like a genius. And then. And then he slipped slowly into just I'll look kidding. Well, and so the one of the reasons why, especially you know, being able to put it into wires, um, but it conducts heat and electricity very, very well. So one of the better metals for that. So it's used in construction, roofing, plumbing, industrial machinery, heat exchangers, all sorts of things. Do you know Paul Revere? Was I do. One of the guys. Well, not personally. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, wow. <laughs> Paul Revere actually was one of the first people. He achieved fame. Besides, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, 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 no
he put copper bottom on his cooking pots and pans. Oh, the it, copper and, bottoms. Yeah, and you know now there's even a huge like pot out that copper pan or. Copper. Oh yeah, oh, the copper is a huge thing. And because it conducts heat so well, I'm gonna find that guy's name. That mm-hmm. was my little tidbit when you were talking about mm-hmm. heat. So. Copper. <laughs> I learned things. So what's also really interesting is that um, copper has, uh, where is it? Uh, antimicrobial properties so right now in 2008 um, the EPA had 275 antimicrobial copper alloys and in 2011 it had risen to 355 yeah Um, yeah, copper is the first solid surface to receive this registration um, as a uh, antimicrobial thing Mm. Um, and alloys that have about 65% or more copper are effective against things like MRSA what? So methylene resistant Staphylococcus aureus. So MRSA is the antibiotic resistant b- bacteria that's really bad in hospitals. Right. Um, yeah, it's effective against MRSA, which cool. no, no, like nothing, nothing but basically nothing can kill MRSA. Right. Yeah. Um, staff and other staff and a lot of other like really bad pathogens that we can't figure out how to kill because they're antibiotic resistant. Um, copper is uh, looks to be effective in there, so they're so looking to putting we need those. To just wear copper <laughs> in our clothing. Well, make our buildings out of copper alloys. Well, so they're talking about in hospitals, <laughs> making like doorknobs, like a lot oh, of the surfaces, the surfaces because that are commonly touched by right, hands. and it doesn't wear away. It's not like a coating yeah. that wears away eventually. Yeah. It's just in the in the metal, so it's just constantly there. So it could be huge. It also. Um, they use it as fungicides in 19th century France. Uh, this guy Millardet used it as a fungicide because he. Fa- and I'm not. I'm not French. Uh, he found that there's like mildew I'm on sorry, grapes. <laughs> Always apologize because I am terrible with French. We apologize for any any, any offensive things. Um, but it was funny. He had like grapes and and they got some mold on it. But the ones that were like next to it had some some copper shavings or something on it didn't get it. And so he was like, ooh, interesting. Ooh. And so he used it as a fungicide, which is are still used today as copper um, uh, fungicides. Copper sulfate is used as an agric- agricultural poison and algicide. So it's got a lot of good mi- microbial killing things, which is good. Here's, okay. here's I found it. The mm-hmm. first primitive... And this is from uh, Periodic, Periodic Tales. Tales. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first primitive electric telegraph line was built in the 1790s by Francisco Salva and was capable of transmitting sparks from Madrid to Arnhuez, 50 kilometers away. Salva proposed a separate wire for each letter of the alphabet with the arriving sparks briefly illuminating letters in turn to um in order to spell out messages but he apparently also considered connecting a person to each wire <laughs> and having them shout out the letter when they retrieve the electric shock c oh that would be terrible and they're like oh god that's not your letter that's, that yeah so, a little bit he little was bit a bright worse. man maybe uh maybe sociopathic <laughs> we're not, not sure, sure. Um, I, I did, did want to say, though, that uh, copper symbolically is associated a lot with Aphrodite and Venus. Mm. I just said Venus. I know. I do mean Venus. I was about to ask. It's my cold. <laughs> I mean it. In mythology and in alchemy, it's mostly due to its lustrous beauty. It is beautiful. Well, that's the one, one thing they used um, uh, um, in, oh, was it 
I think, oh, I thought it in here. Um, but they used it, oh yeah, in ancient Egypt because it's it's harder than iron. Uh, bro- well, bronze is harder than iron and copper, but it's because it's beautiful. They mm-hmm. use it like brass and bronze. Sculptures. They'll use sculptures and things like that. Bells. Um, bells. Bells, mm-hmm, bells, yeah. Mm-hmm. bells, yeah. Bells, uh, the bronze um, have 20, if they're, it's bronze, if it, um, with 20 to 25% tin, that's what bell, the ringing of the bells, that's what it's made out of. Mm-hmm. And statues are as bronze with less than 10% tin and sometimes zinc and lead. So when you see bronze statues, that's they're, what it's made out of. They're a lot of copper. Mm-hmm. Quite a bit of copper. Mm-hmm. And copper nickel alloys, going back to the antimicrobial and things like that, copper nickel alloys are used as anti-fouling. Like, so we talk about on the bottom of pans, mm-hmm. right? You can put it on the bottom of boats. Oh. And so, and because anti-felt, right? So there's always, you know, those muscles and noise and things that like to, and barnacles yeah. that like to grab onto your boat, which isn't good for it. Well, and so my husband, my husband used to work in a boatyard mm-hmm. and he would have to put bottom paint on boats. Right. So it's copper based paint. Yeah. But that stuff is like terrible, ridiculously toxic. Right. But if you want your boat to not disintegrate in you salt water, it. you have to have that. Mm-hmm. Yep. But we'll, t- um. Do you have some other things? Because I, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Statue of Liberty. Okay. Well, I have some biology stuff. I don't know which one I want to do first. Wow. Mm. Let's do some biology. Okay, some biology. Um, so the uh, biology. So um, copper is an essential element that we need in our bodies. Yes. In our diet. We need about 1.2 milligrams a day. Um, and it, there's a lot of different think reasons for that. But a lot of it is to help enzymes transfer energy to cells. So... Uh, Going in basic biology here, you have enzymes, which are basically biological catalysts. So they make reactions happen faster. Right. Otherwise, we wouldn't do anything. It would take too long uh, of all the millions of reactions that have to happen. So sometimes the, uh, enzymes need help. So they need cofactors or coenzymes. And there are things like these, like vitamins and minerals and like copper. So maybe there's a little copper atom has to go in and basically be like, okay, here we go. <laughs> And helps the enzyme little, little function correctly. <laughs> right, exactly, you know. Um, so so it's good. But, of course, as we just kind of said, too much copper, not so good. Is it right? possible it's, it's to toxic. get too much copper in our diet? Not really. So they, I, I, when I was reading it, um, they, it is possible, but, like, it's, it's really so hard to do it that it would really be... You'd have to be trying right, really hard. Really to hard to do it. Copper. Yeah. Um, so no licking copper, guys. Right. Don't, it's not Don't good. Don't eat too much. You get enough in your diet. So things like um, grains, nuts, seeds, or organ meat, like liver and things like that. It's like um, an organ. I know. Meat. What? Okay, yeah, liver. Makes okay. sense. Yeah. Uh, dry fruit, legumes, chicken, and even chocolate it has copper in it. See, it's good for you. So That's right. Much. My body's saying, get some more copper in there. Exactly, and it's essential for you know fetal growth and development, um, and children and adults and everything. But that's specifically in prenatal vitamins. You'll have copper in there because you need to for the for the fetus to grow. Um, it's important for bone and connective tissue, brain and heart, proteins and enzyme function. It's really quite you know don't realize like yeah, copper is quite important in your body. Mm-hmm. Little things, um, and. Oh, the little things, little things, and it's one of those you know you don't need a whole lot of it, but you need. But if you don't have that little bit, you have problems. Yeah. So diseases like Wilson's and I think it's Menke's um, yeah, Menke. can affect the body's ability to use copper. And so if you can't oh. use copper, then you don't have the enzymes going. You don't have yeah. those reactions happening. You're not getting. Usually those reactions are giving you some kind of protein at the end that goes and does something. So if you don't have that protein, then all of a sudden you have there's something not functioning. Some issues. Um, and 
Let's see. It says uh, the USGS says that everyone born in 2008 will use 1,309 pounds of copper during their lifetime for necessities like lifestyle, health, and other things. That was kind of cool. Um, and my last thing is about blood. Oh, I'm so I like this about one. This. Yeah, I love this. So, contrary to many popular belief, we do not have blue blood. So when it looks like blue in your veins, so when you're oxi- when you have uh, a lot of oxygen in your blood with on your hemoglobin, which has iron, which is what the is grabbing onto the oxygen, mm-hmm. um, it's bright red. And when it comes back through your veins, um, it's depleted of oxygen, and so it looks much duller. And then through your translucency of your skin, it, it makes it look like it has a, a blue tinge to it, but yes. you know it's not blue. Yeah. However. There are things that have blue blood. I know. And those are crustaceans, like horseshoe crabs. Um, and they have blue blood because instead of iron, they have copper on their hemoglobin to grab onto the oxygen. So cool. Mm-hmm. Actually, there's also, it's not just crustaceans. There's also spiders mm-hmm. and snails. Mm-hmm. Uh, the burgundy snail, a golden orb beaver spider, and some cuttlefish. What is the cuttlefish? Oh, uh, he's just fish. blue all over. He's he's like, just... What am I gonna do? Have awesome. red blood? No. no, I'm gonna be blue and awesome. Oh, blue, blue, blue. Yep. So that I thought was, that's my favorite one. Of my favorite things. I love mm-hmm. it. So cool. Although I would be terrified and forget that I learned this if I ever like <laughs> stabbed a horseshoe crab I'm and like, all ah! of a sudden it like blue blood was squirting out of it. Not that I'd stab. Okay, let me back Redzilla, up. Wait, wait. Don't you stab. Know, don't don't, don't horseshoe send crabs. me angry letters. If if I if I saw a horseshoe crab that was bleeding and <laughs> blue blood was coming out of it, I'd probably be like, "Oh my god, it's been attacked by it!" Like, no, like what no. happened? It's an alien. He just I, came and stabbed me. I'd be like, "Okay, wait, no, it's copper, copper." Just kidding. Copper in the blood. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you're gonna talk about the statues and Statue things. Statue of Liberty. Statue of Liberty was a quote gift and quote from france she did air quotes just by the way because you can't see her i said quote i know but you, i wanted them to you, see okay. also know that you did yes, the air quotes i did i did do air quotes um it was completed in 1886 i put air quotes around gift because france was like we want to give you this statue and america's like great and they're like you make the base of it and america's like oh okay <laughs> and then france is like we don't have any money and then america's like we don't have any money and so they like had to do like lotteries and fundraisers to raise the ship money. it over? No, to oh, just, just even the build business. it. And then ship it over. <laughs> so, like, wow. we both really struggled with having the money to, to build it. Now, um, the outside of the Statue of Liberty is of copper. It has 179,000 pounds of copper. Ooh. But the inside is not made of copper. The internal skeletal structure is iron. So... Um, why copper? Why copper? It's cheap. Mm. And, um, and, and they couldn't afford to do anything else. <laughs> and why is it green? Do we want to talk about why copper turns green? Sure. <laughs> it's oxidation. <laughs> so, oxidation. Well, they, oh, wait. So, once copper has developed its green color it can't really oxidize as well it holds out pretty well against mm-hmm. elements it gives itself a nice coating it does but mm-hmm. um and actually i gotta make sure if it's oxidized or if it's just the sulfite reaction to it like um silver mm. like silver doesn't oxidize but this when it's 
touched with sulfite, sulfite, oh, sulfur, sulfur, right? Sulfur in the air. Then all of a sudden, you're looking at you know black silver, and hmm. I'm pretty sure. I don't. Not sure. While she's looking at that, I'll tell you about some other Please the do. alloys. The because um, we're talking about statues, right? So the bronze because it's harder than iron and copper. Um, Egyptian used in weapons and sculptures, and so you know, talking about the Statue of Liberty having copper and iron in it. Yes. Um, so that can, together makes it actually harder than iron, even um, by itself. Um, and the other. Um, because brass and bronze are the, both the best-known alloys that are copper-based. Um, brass is usually with copper and zinc, and bronzes are copper and tin, aluminum, silicone, or beryllium. And brasses, because it's the ease of manufacturing and machining and the corrosion resistance given by the copper, uh, became the standard alloy for more accurate instruments like clocks and watches and, and other things that need to be more precise. Um She's still looking in the oh, book. Oh, goodness. I feel awful. I don't remember. Okay. Basically, it's its exposure to air and water that turns it green, whether it's an oxidation or with sulfur. Um, Cindy is going to do some little special Googling. While she's <laughs> doing that, I'll tell you a little bit more. So the outer layer of the Statue of Liberty is copper. The internal structure it was completed in 1886. And they started the process... The idea started in like 1860, and then they started building it in like 1870. It took mm -hmm. like well over it took 10 a while, years, yeah. Um, for it, um, I think it is oxidized. The patina, Ooh. they called it patina. Patina. I mm -hmm. think I had a girl I went to school Come with named Patina. Ooh. I, well, I, she's I, just an outer coating. That's how she. Is. <laughs> she was kind of shallow. Patina, <laughs> if you're listening to this. Um, so while she's um oh yeah so it protects the copper below from further corrosion which yeah. actually makes it it's it basically creates its own yeah. outer in fact the weathering and oxidation of the statue of liberty's copper skin has amounted to just 0 0.005 of an inch over the last century according to the copper development association which is actually pretty impressive since we have a lot of acidity in our mm -hmm. in our rain and in our skies and so it makes it you know that it's lasting if you hear some dogs barking in the background don't mind yes <laughs> they're just barking at the mailman because that's what they love to do. Oh, now oh it's the FedEx. FedEx man. Well, FedEx and UPS, you just just stop because it's, it's something's. They just do not this. like them <laughs> at all. So, let's talk a little mm -hmm. bit about the penny. Mm -hmm. Well, penny was first designed in the late 1700s, and they wanted it to be the size of the modern day half dollar. Whoa. Um, the word Why? penny. Well, <laughs> the word penny comes um, from a word that basically just means like coinage it doesn't actually mean the smallest form of scent okay it's german Ugh, those german um we'll talk more about germans with nickel yes we will <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i'm really excited about <laughs> um anyway so but and it was supposed to be made entirely out of copper but as the price of copper increased over the years and as the penny started to become the one cent piece um they started to slowly decide that no nah, that bro we're gonna make this out of nickel and just put oh. a little copper in it mm. um i love this fun fact about about pennies though um fun fact uh benjamin franklin reportedly designed the first american penny in 1787 known as the fuego cent it bears the image of a sun and sundial above the message mind your business <laughs> <laughs> a chain with 13 links 
you know, mm-hmm. which represented okay. one of the original colonies, mm-hmm. encircling the model motto we are one on the reverse and they actually didn't put a person on the penny they didn't put abraham lincoln on the penny until um i think it was roosevelt decided to do it a hundred years after um lincoln died Hmm. and then fifth and then 19 i believe it was 1908 or 1909 and they and because they thought that you know Lincoln would be a really good representation of being one and it's the number mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm, and then 50 years after that, they put the Lincoln Monument on the back. Oh, because they had but they, didn't, they didn't have any people on coinage before that. Oh, Lincoln was the first one? I believe so. Oh. I think around, I probably. On the same time. Roosevelt probably yeah. went, we need some people on some these. Some people on this. So we're going to, I'm going to go hunt some bears and then I'm going to go put a person on a coin. <laughs> I don't know why he sounds like this. See? Uh, <laughs> hey. Tully Hall. Oh, Muggsy. Uh, <laughs> I think of Arsenic and Old Lace. Have you ever seen that? Arsenic and Old Ladies? No, Arsenic what? and Old Lace, the play. Oh. It's mm-mm. a movie. I said Arsenic there's, and Old Ladies. There's this <laughs> old man in it that believes he's Theodore Roosevelt. And so he always runs up the stairs and he's like, charge up the stairs. <laughs> it's a funny... Quite entertaining. Uh, arsenic. We'll, we'll talk about that when we, you know... Talk about, talk about Arsenic. Arsenic. Uh, <laughs> But, anyways, so the the uh, they they were only had images of like what liberty represented on the coins before that. Mm, they okay. didn't have just people. Right. Um. And it, the guy who designed the portfolio for Lincoln was actually um. You mean someone the profile who, or the portfolio? Yeah, profile. Profile. <laughs> The allergies are really getting to oh, her. Oh boy! <laughs> I need some medication. Woo. Um, the poor. Profile <laughs> of Lincoln was actually someone who worked with metal commonly, so it wasn't like a painting that they oh, tried to. Oh, okay. So they actually did a metal worker, basically. But, yes, but now pennies only make up um, copper only makes up about two point five percent of pennies since nineteen eighty two. Yeah, they took that a lot. Yeah, and um, and nickels, dimes, and quarters are actually more so made of. Copper. Copper than the penny. That's kind of funny. ironic. Because it's supposed to be all copper. Isn't it ironic? Yeah. I do love when you see pennies, though, that are green. Because you're yeah. like, oh, you will hurt me with copper. <laughs> um, and real quick, Bronze Age. We'll talk real quick. Well, we mm-hmm. did a little bit about the Bronze Age and mm-hmm. how it was kind of the next step in man's evolution to civilization. Civilization. <laughs> civilization. Um... Yeah, so um, the, the bronze medal, um, oh, so I was looking up the Olympics, and I was like, why did they depict gold, silver, and bronze? That's that's an interesting um, choice. The first Olympics in 1886, I believe it was, mm-hmm. didn't have a gold medal for first place. Oh. It actually was a silver medal for first place and an olive branch. Oh, right. <laughs> and then Here, second, you're still good. Second place was a copper medal, mm-hmm. and then third place was bronze. Bronze was always third. Oh, that's weird. So they had pure, pure, and then alloy. Yeah. Huh. And then it wasn't until in the United States in St. Louis when they had the Olympics in the early 1900s that they decided to do gold, silver, hmm. bronze. Um, Why didn't they go with copper then? I don't know. That's strange. But um, some people believe that it's because um, if you look at the periodic table, um, the, you know, it's on there by weight, 
basically, because mm-hmm. the amount, like, how heavy the atoms is, is the oh. numbers going down. Okay. So someone thought, you know, if you look at it, they're all in the same area, right. but, you know, copper is weighs less than silver, and silver's above gold, and mm-hmm. someone believed that that was also a representation of, like, how rare they are. Mm, right, well, well, I mean, copper, it, well, but it's copper, bronze, but they're not doing copper. That's so weird. It is weird. It was interesting. Hmm. But I do believe humans are weird. We are really weird. Our method, our methods to things are just bizarre. Sometimes don't make any sense at all. They really don't. Um, but that's all I got on copper. Um, yeah, we, we can move, move on. on to, to, I think we need to move on to nickel. Yeah, because we, I don't have as much on nickel. Copper's a lot more exciting. Than yeah. Well, I got some. I got some fun stuff on nickel. Um, so the, the, so probably the most fun thing about nickel is where it got its name. I love this. This is a great story. Oh, it's so good. So in 1751, Axel Frederick Kronstadt, uh, was the one who basically discovered it. Um, but they, uh, it had been discovered before that, but they thought the, um, the Germans, the Germans had found it and they thought that it was a copper alloy that they had, a copper ore that they had found. Mm-hmm. And so they're trying to get the copper out and nothing's coming out, like all the, you know, processes that they use. Um, so they're getting very angry at it. <laughs> and so they blamed it on nickel, which is um, basically the devil. That's what they used the to German call them. Yeah. So uh, it was kupfernickel was the devil's copper or nickel or nick's copper. So it's just terrible. Like this is terrible copper because it's not even copper and it's his fault. Um, and so then when Axel Frederick, you know, realized that it wasn't actually copper and it was something else, he just took the cooper, kupfer off and named it nickel yeah it's just a shortened version i love that yeah. i love that nickel gets its name from <laughs> the devil's copper devil's i could just see those germans being really mad when they realize they're like trying to pound out the nickel <laughs> into like, like not here copper and they're like oh, what the hell what's going on nickel. yeah it was 1754 but, oh yeah hold up yeah the name nicholas Apparently, the devil. Apparently, I'm sorry to all the. <laughs> I think one of my students is named Nick, and I'm like, what was that well, that's, thinking? Well, didn't they look up the name? Well, but to you know, to them it means devil, but not to everybody else. That's true. Yeah. I just look up names. Like I know what my daughter's name means, and so I I would look up Nicholas before I just. Well, just yeah. Well, you you don't want to see what all the different possible ideas of that name would be yes. like what they're going to other people are Not gonna be like whoa like be like oh your name in german means devil like how many <laughs> kids even know that german is a language like everybody know? what are you talking america. about america um, um oh it's just interesting though that axel found it but it wasn't until 1775 that pure nickel was actually produced by torburn bergman and that confirmed the elemental nature of it versus wow. just, you know, that. Um, yeah. And a lot of uh, meteorites actually have nickel iron alloy. Yeah. And the Egyptians uh, made beautiful beads out of it because it was so lovely. Nickel mm. mm-hmm. is used a lot in jewelry. It is. Um, um, well, it, and that's one thing. They, they use a lot in plating. Yes. Uh, because it is highly... Uh, resist corrosion yes so it's a really um to, they use it to plate other metals to protect it even at high temperatures it still still maintains its its uh, properties mm-hmm. um mainly used oh. in alloys like stainless steel that's yep. it, its big thing yep. um oh this, this is called nichrome or nichrome um is the alloy that includes nickel chromium and a small amount of silicone manganese not to be confused with mag 
magnesium, yeah, uh, manganese, and iron because it resists corrosion even when red hot. So they use it in toasters and electrical ovens. Yes, I did see mm-hmm. that they use to- they use nickel in toasters and ovens, armor plating, mm-hmm. propeller shafts, turbine plates, mm-hmm. rechargeable yep. batteries. Oh yeah, especially the nickel uh, cadmium battery and the nickel hydride, which is in the hybrid hybrid cars. Is nickel oh. is nickel. Mm-hmm. So if you have a hybrid car, you are using a bunch of nickel. Woo. Mm-hmm. Um, they use copper nickel alloy in desalination plants. Yes. So getting salt out of the uh, out of water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and if you add nickel to glass, it turns it green. Weird. Mm-hmm. Cool, huh? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Let's see. They use it uh, in coins, right? The yeah. five cents, twenty five is the five cents is twenty five percent nickel and seventy five percent copper. Yeah, right. So that, it's more. I thought it's, that, <laughs> More copper in the nickel. There's more copper in the nickel than there is in the the penny, penny. and there's less nickel in the nickel. Yeah, 25%. That's what I saw as well. It's a bit Um, strange. What I found really interesting is I wanted to learn more about um, nickel and jewelry. It's used Mm -hmm. in a lot of cheap jewelry, and I'm actually allergic to nickel. Right. I was going to talk about that. Yeah. And so when I went on to the interwebs to find out, like, hey... Uh, let's learn a little more about jewelry, nickel, and jewelry. It was all pages that are like, no it's nickel terrible. jewelry. You have an allergy. This is how you could save yourself from the nickel and everything. I was like, what? Oh, my God. Like, I just so, yeah, it was interesting when they were, I was reading about that because the, so there are certain people that have, that are are allergic to nickel. And it, again, it's, it's used in a lot of plating because it makes other metals stronger and, and shinier. Um, and doesn't corrode. And doesn't corrode. Um, so you get allergic contact dermatitis, which is basically just inflammation of your skin, dermis. Um, but mainly from jewelry watches, you, you do have to have like a prolonged exposure to the immune system before you, and for the nickel to get absorbed through your skin in order for you to become sensitive to it. So what does that mean for me? Because like, I can't even wear belts. Well, you somehow got exposed to it a, a, a fair amount before it, you, you were probably not, as a baby or young kid, allergic to it right away. Okay. You probably wore, you know, wore these things for a while because we all have jewelry that has nickel in it. Mm-hmm. And then you, all of a sudden, you know, then as you got older, maybe you started wearing it more. All of a sudden you realize, oh, wait That a makes sense because I didn't have a lot of, like, I didn't wear a lot of jewelry. But when I did, it was mm-hmm. pretty cheap jewelry. Yeah. But yeah, like, I, you know, I, I was an actress. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, costumers would want to put earrings on me and I don't have my ears pierced. And part of that is just mm. a choice. But um, <laughs> so they give me these clip-on earrings. And I, I, I would have to take them off every mm. time I ran off stage because my ears started to swell. Mm-hmm. And I, I told them, I'm like, I'm allergic to these. And they're like, oh, you're fine. I'm like, oh, okay. And then by the end of the show, like, I'd have, like, giant rashes. My ears would be swollen. And I'm like, can, can we find something else, please? But most costume jewelry is nickel. Yeah. And actually, high-end white gold is nickel. Is nickel? nickel. Mm-hmm. Has nickel in it. Yep. Exactly. Um, so, in and an other biology-related things, um, <laughs> it, it's a somewhat unknown exactly uh, what the role of it is, but it does affect plant growth. Um, it is essential to some species. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had something over here. Um, yeah, essential healthy to plant life found naturally in most vegetables, fruits, nuts, and food derived from them, such as chocolate and wine. So again, just eat chocolate, you got your copper and nickel covered. And You're good. your magnesium. All right. Um, That's another day. Yes. Um, and the uh, so they do find that, you know, the, okay, so it's not too bad. Some people do have allergic 
uh, are allergic to it. Um, some nickel compounds can cause cancer if inhaled. So there's some carcinogenic yeah. materials. People on or were really like, mm-hmm. you can get cancer from nickel. Right. Like, so there is some of it. But again, it's like, what's that? What? How much do you actually have to have to get that? That's another story. Nickel's found a lot in, in pop culture. Um, there's bands, a lot of bands. Mm-hmm. There's Nickel Creek, Nickelback, which I was like, why are they called Nickelback? First off, I'm like, why are they a band? Because they're <laughs> awful. But I found out why. And it was because one of the band members uh, used to work at a Starbucks. And he would always have to say, here's your Nickelback. When he got <laughs> changed. <laughs> That's amazing. So that's where they got their name. That's kind of a great, great story. That's I like a good it. Fact. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, gosh, where'd you think of that? <laughs> you know, when I used to play, you know, um, what was that? What was that game? Um, on Xbox, band, uh, rock. Band. Oh, rock band. Yeah. Yeah. My band's name was Paper Nickel. Paper Nickel. All I don't right. know why we were just like, oh, let's think of random paper uh, nickel. Oh, okay. All right. So I'm pretty sure that's how every name that has nickel in it comes to be. Is someone just randomly throws out the word nickel. Um, <laughs> that was a fun fact. Here's your nickel back. I think you like it. Dime back or quarterback. Mm, but no, oh, that would be yeah, that would be stupid. Penny back. Maybe they'd be no. better if they were penny back. I don't know. I don't know. Probably can't not. Make them better. That's the same. Ugh. Same. Same sound. His voice is like a cheese grater on my soul. <laughs> she really doesn't like them. I really don't. <laughs> It's a different, you know. No, it's not for everybody. Sorry, yeah. I'm sorry if you're. <laughs> I like a couple of their there songs, but they do sound very similar. There, but... <sighs> I just can't. It's the same. Yeah, it's the same kind of thing. The best thing about it is the, the now that I know where their name came from. Yeah, that is, it is, I do like this. And they're not making music right now. But anyway, okay. But I digress. <laughs> nickel um, and nickel-containing products. Actually, one of the reasons why they use it for the plating and stuff too is that it's so durable that it has very long lives. So the last 25, 35 years, yeah. um, it can be recycled and reused, and is actually one of the most uh, recycled materials globally. No, oh. world is nickel. Oh, um, because it's in everything. Right. There's 3,000 nickel-containing alloys in everyday use. That's 3,000 different types of alloys of nickels. So, I mean, it's it's everywhere. It's, it's It has increased corrosion resistance. It's increased toughness. It increases strength at high and low temperatures. It has a range of magnetic and electrical properties as well. It's kind of like this little magic thing. It is kind of a magical, poisonous metal. <laughs> it is the fifth most common metal on Earth. Wow. And most most of it's in the core of the earth, which yeah. is inaccessible. Don't they believe that the core is a it's like it's the nickel? Yeah, pretty much. I think. I mean, not that we know this for sure. I mean, how can they know for sure? Uh, they can't. I mean, they're guesstimating, right? Because yeah. they're like, well, no, we haven't seen it. We, <laughs> we do not have Jules Verne. We're we not going to the center of the earth. That that book was weird. <laughs> well, you think? <laughs> but it's used in uh, over three hundred thousand products. Um, in the world today mm-hmm. um 65% in stainless steels 20% in non-steel and non-ferrous which means non-iron alloys yeah. 9% in plating 6% in others like coins electricals batteries um and there's no in many applications there's no substitute for nickel without decreasing performance and increasing cost mm. so it is the go-to for for that kind of stuff it, it really is an excellent metal mm-hmm. i mean it really it has great attributes do you want to know where to, uh, where to get your nickel what to eat what to eat Oh, yes. Baked beans. Yum. Apparently have a high amount of nickel. baked beans. (laughs) Well, you are good on your nickel. Is that why I'm allergic? (laughs) Yeah, maybe you've overloaded your immune system. I'm eating too many baked beans. Seriously. We're going to overload. Can we 
can we just so we can, can we overdose oh on i'm it? sure you well you can overdose on anything that's true yeah so Water. i'm sure you can Air. uh you can Wait. exactly yeah no, no you can you could have oxygen um too much oxygen um they also all it, in uh what's <laughs> i'm trying to say like everything in moderation right Air, Not too water, much. Water, nickel, everything. Baked, 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 baked beans, beans. <laughs> copper, <sighs> chocolate. Oh, don't say these things. Oh. Um, <laughs> speaking of still food, uh, so we talked about catalyst before. Um, nickel is used uh, in uh, as part of the catalyst for hydrogenating unsaturated compounds, which means if you've seen uh, on your on your food it says hydrogenated oil, uh-huh. some kind. Uh-huh. What they're doing is basically unsaturated means that it's a, a these are carbon and hydrogen chains, hydrocarbons. Right. So, um, so there's a whole bunch of carbons and hydrogens. If it's saturated, it means it has all the hydrogens it could possibly have. Oh. If it's unsaturated, it means it has a couple double bonds between the carbons, and there's some a, a space that a hydrogen could go. Okay. So they're unsaturated or liquid. So your plant oils, corn, oh. vegetable oil, right? Okay. Your saturated fats are solid. So uh, animal fats butter things like that so what they try to do for some of these is to hydrogenate the unsaturated compounds so in creating margarine shortenings um, and some of soaps and things like that they are forcing the hydrogen onto a unsaturated fat basically or unsaturated uh, compound and forcing the hydrogens in to make it solid question Mm -hmm. when i turn cream into butter am i adding hydrogen in because i'm making it solid um i don't know about i don't think that and in, in that case i don't believe so that's just some type of reaction gr- well but what are you doing to the cream you're just whipping it I'm right just until, shaking it yeah or whipping it yeah i'm not sure exactly what happens with that i don't think that's you're adding because this be is because hi- right because hydrogen hydrogenation is a chemical process that is done it has so to be done can in chemical there thing. be can there be fats that are solids that are hydrogenated? Yes. Yeah, so like 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 shortenings and margarines would normally be unsaturated, but you've hydrogenated it. You've added hydrogen to make them saturated. Oh. You're forcing it on this them. This is getting a Which really I just feel bad because I'm like, you're forcing that poor molecule to do something it doesn't they want to do. Have feelings, Cindy. It doesn't want it does. No, they don't. Oh great, I know why they don't. Eat a lot of molecules. It's true. But still, but actually, but uh, all joking aside, hydrogenated oils and it's they're not good for you because yeah. they are not natural. Like your body does not actually know what to do with it because oh. like it's supposed to be that and it's not that. What the heck? Um, so that's why a lot of things are looking into now. Like hydrogenation is you know don't get hydrogenated vegetable oils and things like that because they're not they're really not good for you. Oh. They can do stuff with your heart. So in layman's liking. terms, what should we be avoiding? Uh, you should be avoiding hydrogenated oils so you'll see you'll see it on the list of ingredients it'll say hydrogenated palm oil hydrogenated we should avoid oil. palm oil anyway well because... that yeah that's all yeah you should not get that but poor, hydrogenated poor anything <laughs> poor earth <laughs> <laughs> so i have i have one last thing it's really cool that i saw about a specific alloy called nitinol nitinol yeah n-i-t-i-n-o-l it remembers its previous shape what yeah so if you heat it and then you bend it into a shape Right? And then you let it cool. And then you bend it again. After it's cool. After it's cooled. So you have one shape that it's heated to. And then when it cools, you bend it into something else. When you heat it again, it will bend back into the original shape it had after heating. I thought that was the coolest thing. What? Yeah. I don't understand. 
understand. It's crazy. It remembers it, where it was it when it was heated. Past life. Uh huh. Exactly. I thought that was the coolest that thing. Is so cool. Like that is the coolest thing about nickel. I think oh, about that and its name. Cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll say that wins the the coolest fact award. <laughs> Even though my Nickelback one was pretty, that was pretty cool. <laughs> that was good. That was a little bit more cultural reference, so that's it has that I, going that's for what it. I bring to this. You yeah. bring the science. I'm I bring. Sorry. I don't know what I bring. You bring culture. I I, I bring you candy sometimes. Oh, that's good too. <laughs> candy. All right. Well, I think that just oh, yeah, about does yeah. it for this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked a lot. We did. Again, I always think this won't be a long episode, and then we I get done like forty-three oh. minutes. Nice job. We're awesome. Hop up. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. If you um, enjoyed listening to us, please be sure to subscribe. Leave us a rating on iTunes. And um, you can also send us an email. Email is in um, the show notes at the bottom. So um, be sure to let us know um, if you liked us, if we did something wrong, if we totally got something. something. Yes. (laughs) We're always ready to learn and we're always ready to better ourselves. That's right. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. So um, keep on learning and we'll... Until next time. And see you later. Yeah. Not really. <laughs> hear us later. <laughs> Bye. Toodles. again testing this is a test of the allergy committee to see if i sound like this you do (laughs) okay